Little House on the Prairie. Won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to the Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is another for, for the, the stepdads. stepdads. Yeah, your silly old stepdads are here to talk about the nukes, boom <laughs> and nukes, nukes and asteroids and everything that murders you. It's and super nukes. fun. Yeah, and more nukes. <laughs> Lots of nukes. It was uh, it was weird going back to that time and thinking about just how. Everything was against communism. Yeah. Now, people today uh, throw around communism, fascism, socialism, Marxism as all right. interchangeable adjectives because they have no idea what any of those yeah, none of those philosophies are mean. Interchangeable, yes. They're all wildly different. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I don't think you can be a fascist, Marxist, communist. No. Uh, no, they are diametrically opposed. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, not how that works. But... We were definitely concerned with the communists at the time. Yeah. Well, that's what I think a lot of it is that because of the – we were so heavy communist, anti-communist yeah. in the 80s that it was like – that just is so embedded in people's brains. Well, it's also a manufactured Cold War right. to, to build up the military-industrial complex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of uh, course. They had to justify their giant budgets to get more – Giant budgets the next year. Exactly. And then, you know, more nukes and more nukes and more nukes until we had enough nukes to destroy 100 different planets. Right. And, uh, and we were really taught communism was evil. Communists yeah. were evil. The movies of the time. So <laughs> we were taught to fear, hate, and uh, detest yeah. communism or communists. I mean, they even had the McCarthy hearings. Right. You know, this before my time and your time, but just a little bit, yeah. But still it was rooting out these evildoers in yeah. um, in America. And I get it. Look, we were at war, a cold war with these folks. Sure. And they were doing the exact same thing with us. Yeah. You yeah. know, to yeah. to boost their military industrial complex. We were the boogeyman, the West, the mm -hmm. evil, the uh amoral West. Uh, you know. Um <laughs> But a funny thing happened. I went to Russia. Yeah. I went to communist Russia. And you ended communism. And I ended the Cold War <laughs> with my I mean, love. Te technically, and you, you were around the time when, when it ended. That's so true. I, mean, I did. Yeah. I can't talk about it because right. it's part of a secret <laughs> operation that hasn't been declassified nice. yet. No, but I did go to Russia, and I met Russians. And, you know, this is the same argument like, the reason why people don't want people to go to college and yeah. they don't want this and that is because once you meet the object of your uh, hatred or your the derision, derision yeah. yes, yeah. thank you, uh, all that crap goes out the window because you're like, you're just a dude. Yeah, you, you literally just want to get by, too. You just want to listen to the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> you like want to drink a Coca-Cola. Yeah, you just want to <laughs> not stand in line for eight hours for, right. for some bread. I get it. You know, when I, I left the group, Several times because we had a very structured yeah. tour, which was very much to show the, the beauties of communism right. and how it's better than the Western. Oh, I'm sure that was part, partially for your own safety as well. <sighs> yeah. They say, but it really wasn't. <laughs> sure, it really sure. wasn't. Look, I did run into a few troubles because, yeah. look, I'm the, I was the kind of guy that found trouble. Right. I right, was right. not very... Well, trouble found you. Well, let's be honest. <laughs> I was... You were a troublemaker. I was a little bit... Uh, 
I did not care for my safety much. Right. Right. I was looking for the story. I was looking for the fun. Sure. Not like a reporter looking for the story. <laughs> just for the, you know. You were a cold check. I was. <laughs> it was cold check. Night stucker. Um, but yeah, I did a lot of dumb things. I, sure. I zagged when I should have zigged. You know. Maybe should have tamped that down a bit when you were in communist Probably. Russia. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't have been marched out of Red Square with two machine guns in my back. That happens. Uh, if, if I was a little bit more. But that really was my fault. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> thus, a story for another time. Thus meaning you should have done it all anyway. <laughs> that's a story for another time. But, but the point is, yeah, I, it's, it's really funny that because before I went to Russia, I mean, this is the late 80s. So we mm-hmm. were still in the, in, you know, we were st- it was still happening. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had that. So we had Red Heat, which was, you know, Arnold playing a Russian. <laughs> some, like, Jim Belushi, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then we also had that movie... Um, that movie with Robin Williams, where he played the Russian defector, uh, oh, uh, Moon Over Moscow, or oh, Moscow yeah. on the Hudson? Moscow on the yes, Hudson. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we had a few things that were Plus, like, like uh, the, the Moscow guy, the Yakov Shmirnov. Yakov in Russia. <laughs> Bread eat you. <laughs> ah, in Russia. But these were all things that were humanizing yes. the communists more. Yes, but again, like Yakov Shmirnov yep. wasn't touting the beauty of communism or Russia. He was showing. No, he was know, he was just showing the, yeah the daily life. Yeah, he, he was showing I, that he was, the difference was, in Russia. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say it was a good mouthpiece, <laughs> but, he, but it was it was a look into Russia that people didn't get. That mf'er found a hook, and he, he found made a, a ton career of money <laughs> with the stu- just as dumb as. Uh, you might be a yeah. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. or uh, Larry the Cable, Larry, you know, Larry the Cable any guy. of these uh, catchphrase comedians, yeah. you know, that everybody's I just waiting. I just found out that Larry the Cable Guy, before he created that character, was a vegan. Yes. And literally had to do away with his entire lifestyle yes. because of yeah. that character. He is not. Yeah. He was from, like, California yeah. or something. He's a complete yeah. hippie. Anyway, they're all frauds. Adam. Yeah, I know, I know. We were not only living under the threat of constant nuclear war, which we really weren't, but we... We, we felt we were. Yeah. I mean, technically we were. We had the duck and cover. It was always yeah, reminded. Yeah. We were always yeah. reminded somehow during the day that there might be a nuke. Right. That you, you know? could literally die at any second. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's another generation. Oh, not shit. What is wrong with my face? Too much caffeine. <laughs> I think another reason why the Gen X generation is just so mellow is because of all this crap that we went through. Yeah. I mean, it's hard It's hard to get worked up about something when literally every day of your life, you were told that at any second you will die. Right. Not just by that, but by drugs, you know? Sure. By anything. Well, by- I would be more likely to do drugs because I might die anyway. Hey, don't do drugs, Adam. Just say no. Well, yeah. Nancy Reagan said to just say no. Too late, Jim. <laughs> Damn it. We lost another good one, folks. <laughs> to the yep. de- to the devil. Yeah. The, d- the Eddie Devil. I'm Eddie Devil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, funny enough, he's my dealer. Nice. <laughs> I'm Eddie Diesel. Here's your drugs. <laughs> Shh, Eddie. Quiet. What? <laughs> if he just came off of the Coke, he would sound normal. <laughs> Eddie, why do you always <laughs> insist that we do the deals in the library? I don't know. Here's your drugs. <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, I miss Eddie Deason. Yeah. Well, he's down on the corner somewhere, Santa Monica. And, Unfortunately, and... it's the best impression I do, and it's pointless. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, the funny thing is that he appears in, like, a thousand movies, so you'll be yes. able to use him a lot over the next coming yes. years. Yes. Thank, thank you, Gen X, yeah. for Eddie Deason. Yeah. Um, but you were, like, did you feel that when you were younger? Yeah. I mean, not as much. I feel like... 
I mean, because I was I was born in '78, and so by the time I was in school, it was like mid '80s, and it it was very obvious that the Cold War was on the decline. Yeah, like I mean, as much as as America was trying to keep it going because of the military industrial complex and wanting to keep those budgets up, it was very obvious that Russia was falling apart. Yeah, we bankrupted them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, well, it was also part of their own. They they were not terribly well run. <laughs> I mean, well, from no. the very beginning, and extremely bad. corrupt. And yeah. yeah. And also, they just, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, in a communist country, you don't generate the same revenue you do in no. a capitalist no. society. And it, and it technically, we, we can get into the nitty gritty of it, but like it wasn't technically communism anyway. It was really right. more of a kind of loose oligarchy, like dictatorship. And that's why... Couched in communism. Yeah. Yes. Uh, dressed up in communism. But like it... But that's why when, like, Stalin went away and, and these stronger leaders, like, you could see as the years went by that these leaders got weaker and weaker, and so did the Soviet Union. They did. And, and then it fell to the oligarchs and yeah, the and rich. Yeah, just and, a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and what what's going on now, again, Russian people, great people. Yeah. But living in a horrible situation. Yeah. And they don't really know what's going on, you know, especially oh, with yeah. the Ukraine war and everything. I mean, it's, it's a scarier time now, honestly, because... Brezhnev wasn't unhinged. Right, right, right. Brezhnev didn't, you know, start unnecessary wars. Yeah, there was always flirting, dipping your feet in the pool. There was, you know. There was bravado. There was there of course, was, there was Vietnam. And, there yeah, was the, yeah. the Cuban Missile Crisis. There was a lot of issues Proxy where people wars, were yeah. dipping their toes yeah, yeah. in the international war waters. Right. But we always pulled back. Right. Because right. both sides... Didn't want to be responsible for the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go fig. Something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go figure. I'm tougher than you, so we'd kill everyone. But now, as we've said before, we are closer to midnight than we've ever been. The, yeah. the doomsday clock. Um, yeah, that's the real irony is that pretty much nothing has changed since the Soviet Union fell. It just got worse. There's still, we have a few less bombs, but it's just a few. But we also have a few bombs where we don't know where they are. That is also true. You in know, fact, in Russia, there's a lot of bombs they don't know. That's where what they I'm are. saying. Yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of organized crime in Russia. There's a lot of rebels. Yeah. There's a lot of factions. I mean, it's honestly, honestly, kind of surprising that there hasn't been some kind of suitcase nuke or something. Not yet. I mean, or that we know about. Right. Right. You that's know, true. It could have happened. Also, you know, Russia might sell their nukes. Yeah, and they do, and they have. Yeah, yeah. To different countries, so it's. Ironic that, you know, we were so afraid back then. It's almost quaint now to think about <laughs> I it. I know, I know. And then now nobody gives an F. No, And, no. you know, we have a, a Russian leader who allegedly is dying of cancer or is sick yeah. with cancer and is losing the war. And, and the and truth is starting yeah. to seep into Russia. And he's losing the popular support. And desperate people do desperate things. And, yeah. yeah, you know, that guy is a monster. Oh, he is. He's awful. He There is nothing, you know... There's nothing smart or good about that man. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Trump. Sorry about your buddy. But it's there is a true, I don't want to say evil because I don't know if I believe in good or evil. But, yeah. but there is a completely destructive force yeah. leading the Soviet Union right now. He's going to get his way or he's going to take his toys and destroy everything. Yeah, he's going to either win or take everybody down with him. Yeah, yeah. And that's a scary proposition. To quote Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I don't have to win, we just both have to lose. 
Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Which is the I'm... only time in history everyone will, anyone will ever quote that movie. I'm waiting for that <laughs> quote. It was such a great movie. Um, but the fun part was going back and watching these movies. I'm yeah. not going to say that it was super fun watching The Day After. <laughs> no. But no. it was fun. But it was, it, was, it was good. And it was interesting. It was interesting, it was interesting to watch. Yeah. Because I had not seen it. Since it first came out, I, yeah. I, there was never a rewatch for me. That no, was not and, one that was like. No, I mean, why would you? <laughs> I mean, it's it's indelible images are burned into your brain. But it is just as effective today. Yeah, and it and I think people should watch it today. Yeah, because, I, agree. I agree. You know, you won't be as cavalier when you're thinking about nukes. I mean, the way that people are talking about it, even in this country, some of the politicians are like, well, if we got them, we should use them. I think Trump even said that. If we of got course. them, we should use them. Well, he wanted to use them on hurricanes, but that was. A crossfire hurricane. That's the one he wanted to use it <laughs> yeah. on. But, uh, um, but going back, that, it, was, it was interesting to watch that again mm-hmm. and, and fun to see the people that I didn't know at the time are going to be big stars like the Goot. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the and poor the goot man. God, by the end of that movie, he was a mess. He was <laughs> teeth falling, hair falling out. It was, it was really good makeup though. They did a really good job. Yeah, yeah, they all looked really gross, but not as gross as they'd look in real life. Uh, that is true. Um, that is true. But that was fun to to relive that as an adult, right? Rather than seeing it as a child, where yeah. it really freaked me out as it should yeah yeah it was interesting to have a different perspective like of that same feeling like feeling those things and then being like well i'm an adult and i know better now but although technically nothing's changed like right theoretically I, I think seeing it as a kid i saw the destruction and i saw the death and i saw the badness and it freaked me out yeah but as an adult i saw the discussion i saw yeah. the politics yes yeah. i saw the the Underbelly. I saw what they were trying right. to say. You know, right. it was a lot more nuanced than, you know, than I thought it was. No, oh, yeah, time. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the same. That kind of folds into Meteor, too, because they – probably the most uh, strongest example of of the U.S. and the Soviet Union trying to work together to solve a problem. Yeah. But that was the same thing. It was like going back to that like, oh, yeah, this is this is how it felt growing up. Knowing that at any time we could just be the, the other country could just be like, okay, we're done. Yeah. And then, well, even in that movie, they're like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You don't have no missiles. Yeah, yeah. You got missiles. You yeah. don't have missiles. You have missiles. Well, we don't have missiles, but you have missiles. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we both have missiles. Let's use our missiles. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Brian Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it was interesting. It was interesting to go back and see how. How much of those movies were were definitely couched in that that Cold War aesthetic? Yeah, and, and then you know, like Soylent Green, that was really fun to see because I haven't seen that yeah. in many many years, yeah. probably since I was a kid or at least in college or something. Mm-hmm. And you know, seeing that as a kid, it was all the you know the people, yeah, the yeah, food yeah, and all the yeah. stuff that stuck with me and the ascot. Of course, that's the... everybody. Literally, I've talked to, to a bunch of people about the movies this month and the day after, no one has seen. I think most oh, of them were too young, yeah. uh, to be honest. But I was like, you should watch it. 
Soylent Green is always, oh, it's it, it was people. And I was like, okay, it's better than that. But Meteor, when I brought up Meteor, everyone's like, Sean Connery trying to save the world from Asteroid? That sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I told him. But the, the number one response to Soylent Green was, oh, it's people. And right. I'm like, okay, it's more than that. It, ex- it is. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter. No. It, 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 is, it is just another byproduct or a part of this horrible right. dystopian future that they right. live in in 2022. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, it, yeah. that's the thing that I think the twist, this is a movie where the twist really hurt the movie. Yeah. Because it did disservice to a really cool right. neo-noir yeah. ecological thriller, you know, really tight, tight, fun sci-fi. This is more like Rollerball. Yeah. Than it is because Rollerball we're doing next yeah, month. Yeah, Rollerball again has a lot of those societal undertones. It's very a perfect double feature. I think would be Rollerball and Soylent Green. Mm. I think it would be a really good double feature for you guys um, because it kind of has that same feel in yeah. terms of like corporations and right, right, and you know just uh, people being used, the, yeah. the poor yeah. being used, you know, and um, conspiracies and all that. Right, Ooh. right, right. But uh, but I think that would be a good double feature. Um, but yeah, I think definitely out of all of the movies that we did this month, watch Soylent Green. Yeah, yeah. Because it is the most underrated of the bunch, and it's the most misunderstood of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And it's, in my opinion, I'm going to say the best of the bunch. Um, I love War Games. Honestly, rewatching them all again, I, I would have to agree. I think War Games is a brilliant, amazing movie. It's I love a great it. movie, yeah. I love it. But I think Soylent Green on this rewatch, it's a better movie. Yeah. And out of all these movies, I think you should, you should watch that the most. And maybe save it up for next month and watch it with Rollerball and have a good double yeah. feature. You know, yeah, gets, yeah, it would definitely pizzas. it would definitely fit well into our next month, our yeah. seventy stoner sci fi month for sure. Well, it, again, it's it's you know June Doom. You know, we there, there's a lot of doom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of all of them, really, honestly, Soylent Green is definitely the one where most likely everyone in the movie will die. Yeah, I and, mean, it, the, the world is going to end, and it also, unfortunately, seems like the most plausible. <laughs> I know it's you know, scary. Like it could get there. I mean, we're on our way there, you know, with the yeah. homeless p- population growing and oh, yeah. uh, running out of resources and the global warming yeah. and the heat waves. And, you know, it's just it's a slow motion Soylent Green is what we're <laughs> witnessing right now. Scary. And scary, all the, the, the algae, the red algae killing everything in the oceans. It's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of crap going on that's very similar. We should have listened to him. I know. I know. I did, uh, I did read, not all of it, but some of Make Room, Make Room, the book that Silent Green was based on. Uh, it has a really interesting conceit because I'm pretty sure that the character Charlton Heston is based on is literally just in the first chapter. <laughs> really? <laughs> but it's a series of short stories that, oh. like, it'll go, like, it'll tell it out. And then, because it starts with him waking up and all the stuff, him with Saul, and, and then going down. But he's immediately called in to take care of, like, a riot or whatever, and or riot control. And then as he's fighting off people uh, that have, were stealing stuff, uh, looting, it, the next chapter starts with one of the looters. Oh, cool. And so it, like, kind of f- feeds its way through the... the it, Granted, in, in the book, it's 1999. <laughs> but, uh, 1999. But it's interesting. And it's really interesting because it, it follows so many different aspects of that, which obviously you couldn't do in a movie. I mean, it would be 
Hard, unless you're Robert Altman, maybe. I don't know. I think but, it would be really interesting. I think if you were to remake Soylent Green, yeah. which I don't think it needs to be, but if you were going to remake it, do that. Yeah, because I think it's a different take. It would be an interesting like series, like yeah. even ten episode series or each whatever, where it's just following each characters. Yeah. yeah, each and they can, you know, cross paths or I yeah. think there's some series and I don't remember what it is, but it was like the last scene of the episode was the first scene of the next episode, and it was trading characters. Right. Do you right. remember what that was? No, but that you know sounds what I'm about? yeah, that sounds really familiar, but uh, um. But, yeah. but, but it's a good concept, and it's, it hasn't been done a lot, and I think mostly because when it, it usually is done, it's not done terribly well. But yeah. but I think because of streaming now, it hasn't really been tried in this era, so yeah. I think it'd be interesting to check it out. They're doing a lot of interesting things in streaming in terms of remakes. Like, Well, they're doing Presumed Innocent. And, uh, and uh, the other one. I was going to say Jagged Edge, but it's... I always say Basic Instinct, but that's not no. right. It's, uh, um, I will not be ignored, Dad. Fatal Attraction. And the fate, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. But I'm interested in watching the Fatal Attraction series because it seems interesting. I like the two leads. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Lizzie Kaplan and Pacey from <laughs> Dawson's Creek, <laughs> which is. Josh something? Joshua Jackson. There we go. Who, Joshua who, Jackson. Look, Joshua Jackson, I love him. I <laughs> he's love a good Fringe. actor. Yeah. I yeah. think he's a really underrated, great actor. Yeah. He was the best part of it. Hey, I was a fan. I watched uh, <laughs> you Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek? Yeah. Oh, I loved all those shows. Dawson, yeah, Buffy, yeah. Angel. Well, those are the only three. I didn't get into like... <laughs> <laughs> I was on Party of Five a few times, and oh, I never yeah? saw the show once. The new Fatal Attraction looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I think it's on Paramount+. Plus. Yes. Uh, there's also Presumed Innocent is either starting or I think it premieres soon. Soon. Uh, my friend Natalie actually worked in the casting department, oh. um, which was really rad. She was on for the whole season, which I was surprised. I but, wish. Uh, I, why wasn't I in it? I literally didn't know she was. <laughs> I didn't know she was in casting on the show until she got her parting gift. Adam, you were a really bad agent. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, remember how you said you have to know people? <laughs> I don't know anybody, Jim. You know her. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's well. And there's True Lies. There's yeah, the True um, Lies show uh, and uh, the weird spiritual successor Fubar, which is not really a remake, but is literally the Arnold Schwarzenegger show. Is, is it's essentially his character, his Harry Tasker from. From True Lies, really? The movie True Lies. It's essentially, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's it, yeah. They they. It's like a spiritual successor. I mean, he's a different name and stuff, but he's older and retired, and his daughter he finds out is right. I've, the, I watched the first app. Yeah. So like, but that's but it's essentially like you know that's the way Arnie pitched it at least. Ah, you are, you're an agent yeah. too. Ah, um, I'm an agent. I cannot work with her. She's my daughter. Although I, I think the True Lies remake has already been canceled. I think it only yeah, it one did. season and it, it, it didn't look great. I like the actor. I forget his name. He was in, um, what was that William H. Macy show on Showtime? Shameless. Shameless. He was on Shameless as the neighbor. Really good actor, but yeah, I, it just didn't click for me. And I don't... I. They didn't do any promotion for it at all because no. I watch a lot of YouTube and I watch a lot of commercials and never once did True Lies ever come up. No. Oh, God. Speaking of YouTube, I have a new trick. Because <laughs> you know how much I... I don't. You even, love Dialpad? It's gotten worse, You've been Adam. using it it's since, since last time. It's invaded my brain. <laughs> I'll never use Dialpad, by the way. I, I know. Because of their commercials. And that poor actor. I, I hate her so much. Not her. But what she's representing, yeah, it's just the worst, the worst. But I have a new trick. I back out as soon as it's yeah. like dial pad. Oh no, Boom. I hear it because it goes down. 
<laughs> back it out, start it again, and usually you just get a five seconder. So it, it oh really? It, it'll, it'll not it'll, it won't be dial back. It won't again. be the you have to watch the fifteen second commercial. Right. Usually, if you back up, it'll give you a five Interesting. second popper. I didn't know that. Yeah, which is great because I just whomever <laughs> created that ad campaign is of the devil. They should be burned and thrown in the well, ocean. Well, they should be blacklisted from that. Isn't that what it, that means? Sure. <laughs> you burn them and throw them yes. in the ocean? <laughs> well, black toasted, <laughs> is that what that is? But yeah, so I cannot, I only have to see that first dial pad, yeah. and then I can escape it now. I don't have to. It's the closest <laughs> I've ever come to paying for YouTube, because uh, I just didn't want to watch uh, Yeah, th- that's precisely why they keep showing it, because they want you to pay for YouTube. I don't even think there's a company. YouTube I think Premium. They just, they, it's literally yeah. YouTube that has made an annoying commercial to be like, don't you think you should get YouTube Premium? It was fun watching War Games. It was fun watching Meteor. Yeah. Uh, I totally... Meteor, I think I had seen once, and I... Uh, yeah, yeah. I had no idea really what to expect, and it... Funny that that's the one that people seem to be the most interested in this month. I don't. I think it's because they don't understand. They've never heard of it. It's like what Sean Connery in a, like a disaster movie. Yeah, and and immediately people are interested. Well, that's the seventies. Everybody was in everything. Yeah, because yeah. nobody was getting paid. You know, everybody. You know, they were yeah. trying to change careers or change. You know, get out of the. Right. Like, you know, Sean Connery was desperate to not be James Bond. Yeah. yeah. You know. It, uh, hence Zardoz coming up next month, which is just <laughs> glorious. Um, but a fun month overall. And, and all of the movies are worth watching, even the day after, especially if you haven't seen it. Because it's a very interesting time capsule of, of yeah. the fears and uh, what people were going through yeah, in yeah. the 80s. If you ever want to know what it was like going through the Cold War, the day after is the movie to watch. Yeah. And, and it scared the S out of all of us watching yeah. it. I yeah. mean, it, it really brought it all home. At least for me, in terms of the consequences of right. what would happen. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Neat. It was. It was. <laughs> it was. Uh, well, that's the other thing too. Is that I think a, the day after was really good at was that we were taught, like I said a million times at the beginning of the show, that you could die at any time. But the fact is, is that if there was a nuclear war, you probably wouldn't. Yeah. And it was the time after that was going to be the worst. Yes. Survival, that's not the goal no. for a nuclear no. war. You don't want to be, you don't want to survive the initial blast. You want to be Professor Falcon, who lives as close to <laughs> yes. a ground zero point as possible so that you go immediately. Yeah, because it ain't going to be Fallout. No. And it's not going to be some cool post-apocalyptic Mad Max game. Nope. It's going to be your your. Flesh rotting off your, your body. Skin slowly sloughing off your body. Your teeth falling out, your hair falling out, bleeding from your eyes, bleeding from all your orifices, your your organs basically just disintegrating inside yeah. of your body, dissolving inside of your body. Literally ending with you laying somewhere, wishing you were dead, but not. In a pile of your own goo. Yeah. It's people. Radiation's bad. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So take that. Yeah, so anyway, I, the, <laughs> I don't know what exactly the point I was trying to make, but it was the day after did a very good p- depiction of that, and I think that's what a lot of people realized. I think that's why Reagan was like, oh. Well, that seems a little excessive. Yeah, well, that's what they do. Let's talk about getting rid of the nukes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I like jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was nice to see War Games again. I haven't watched that in a long time. Like yeah. seeing a very young Matthew Broderick and just how nerdy he was. And oh, he's still so playing the game. Um, <laughs> it's a great movie. It is such. It's one of those movies too that starts and doesn't stop, mm-hmm. and it's just a fun, rollicking adventure with a great cast. Great writing, and again, an amazing time capsule for the 80s. Yeah. You know, yeah. beginning of computers. Right. Uh, the modem. Yeah. The whopper. How far we've come in, like, 40 years? Yeah. It's insane. Well, like I said, during the show, just the fact that he was watching TV on his computer right. was mind broke my mind. Right. I'm like, right. you can watch TV on the computer? I mean, the thought of doing other things on your computer yeah. just wasn't, it, it wasn't possible back then. Yeah, you know? do you know when do you do you know when YouTube started? Like 2000 2004. 4, yeah. 2004. Like I feel like it's been around for so long that I was like, ah, I I just can't that was like 20 years after War Games. It's crazy. Yes. And I remember when it came out, nobody gave an s about it. Yeah. Uh speaking of computers, what video games have you been playing lately? Nice. That was an ex- excellent transition, Adam. <laughs> I am uh, Captain Segway. <laughs> I'm just daddy replay these days. Uh, hey, how you doing, daddy replay? No, nope. I'm going to strike that uh, from my memory. Daddy replay. Oh. That sounds gross. What, really? What's daddy replaying? Oh, you'll find out. Oh, um, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm daddy replay. I'm trying to finish The Witcher. I'm getting very close. The Witcher 3. Oh, yeah. Which I'm replaying. I got sucked in. Like, I, I had never finished uh, Miles Morales, the mm-hmm. Spider-Man game, and I was watching some YouTube thing, and I was like, oh, man, that game was really fun. So yeah, yeah. I went back and finished that, and then just got sucked into the remake of the original Spider-Man game, Yeah, and I've just been playing that. Uh, it is such an amazing game. It's so good. It is it's so good. Both of those games. I think I, honestly, even though it's kind of just an expansion, I think yeah. I prefer the Miles Morales. Well, I mean, it makes sense because it was actually made for the PS5. Well, I just like the character of Miles Morales. I like his yeah, powers. Yeah. I yeah. like the story. Like the the, uh, the the Spider-Man game was so great because they picked a very obscure villain that lent itself to having a lot of minions and stuff. So it made sense to be fighting all these guys. Yeah. They did a really good job of of... Pacing the game so it didn't get tedious. Right, right. You know, there was side quests and stuff, but they were manageable. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a couple of the chasing pigeons thing that was a little bit annoying. But honestly, in the next generation, it was a lot easier. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, as yeah, hard. Yeah. Smoother, for sure. Yeah. So I, I finished that. I finished Miles Morales. I finished the main game for Spider, Spider-Man. 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 And, uh, and now I'm going to finish the DLC. Uh, I was also playing uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, yeah. Which is. Have like, you finished that? No. Oh, okay. I don't even know if I am. It's like, <laughs> it's fun, but it's just, it's like Prozac. It's just, yeah. it's very bland. It's very yeah. even keel. There's not a lot of excitement to it. <laughs> Nobody really raises their voice. Right. Uh, it's very like, go do this, do that. But it's, there's a zen to it. There's something. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, I've been watching the, the Starfield videos and getting really jealous of that because it's not coming yeah. on PlayStation and the the new Jedi Outlaw game which looks amazing uh, but it's not coming out till next year so I had I needed a, a dose of spacing sure sure, sure and sure. that fit the vibe it was like 5 bucks on sale yeah 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 and then uh 
I played a little bit of, uh, what is it, Quest to Yumi or? Trek to Yumi. Trek to Yumi, which Yumi. is cr- brilliant, but I need to I bump that down. I am to... on the very last level of that, nice. and then I got super frustrated, and so I haven't played it in a while. Yeah. But if you do have a PlayStation Plus subscription, uh, for a few days after we this, you're listening to this right now until Tuesday, you got three days to download it. Yeah, and I would. Definitely. Highly re- yeah. recommended. It's a it's really good. It's it's gorgeous. It's the closest thing I've ever seen or played that is emblematic of the old samurai cinema. I feel more connected to this than I do most of the old samurai movies. Oh yeah. Like I feel so much more immersed into it and like it and it's it just has that feel and it, it's so good. It tells the classic so story of yeah. the young Ronin. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's a Ronin. He he's lost his master. Ronin, no? He's, uh, he's, he's a samurai? No, he's not even technically a samurai. Like, he's... it's ca- Anyway, I... It's complicated. Yeah, it is. it is, uh, But it's good, and it's it's tough. I mean, it definitely, like, if you like a challenge, uh, I think I'm still playing it on the normal level. I think I'm probably going to end up bumping it down just so I can You're still playing the, the game. <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, but I need to finish that, yeah. Yeah, and I think next is Stray for me. The Yeah. Uh, it's a game about a cat. Yeah. Which uh, I think uh, Ripley will enjoy. Yeah. She sh- I mean, she'll probably pay attention to it like she does everything else. Yeah, she, won't. she didn't care. So um, just keep meowing at her until she finally <laughs> pays attention. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm excited about, you know, there's a bunch of stuff coming out next year that sounds really cool. Like yeah. the Star Wars Outlaws. And, but I think next is going to be Stray, and then I've got to hit. Finish the first God of War and then get into oh, yeah. God of War Ragnarok. They're both really good. I'm not going to buy anything uh, until I finish these games. Yeah, I've got, I, I keep unless it's like a two dollar, you know, dollar. Yeah, everything I've bought has been under five dollars. Same in the last three months. And you know, they're fun little old nostalgia games like yeah. Flashback and stuff where you can play. Flashback through. is great. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just it, it, the the pile of unplayed games is getting. I'm starting to get uh, anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did finish uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yeah, that was which fun. Is, uh, highly recommended. It is a super fun game. It is not, there is no real, uh, I mean, it's challenging, but like it's not a super stressful thing. Yeah. I like the setup of it. Everyone is kind of has jokes and yeah. like even the bad guy is, you know, he's obviously the bad guy. Um, but, like, it was it was good. And there were a lot of puzzles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was done really well. It's like a fun, stylized Ubisoft game. It, yeah, yeah. Because it, uh, it has definitely has that kind of newer Assassin's Creed, like, Origins mm-hmm. or... Um, the formula. The, of, yeah, that kind of same setup. You know, you, gotta, you have a base to go to. There's a guy you can buy stuff from. You go do missions. There's five different kinds of currency you know and you can buy different uh you you do the the nice thing about it is that with the daily stuff if you do enough of it you can pretty much buy the most expensive thing that week oh good like the whole you know every time like it's you could theoretically grind through and do it but that's that's the one thing about the ubisoft games that bother me is the microtransactions and that's so many different kinds of currency and then and look granted most of the stuff is cosmetic yeah you oh, this, this was all cosmetic, yeah. And it's not a pay-to-play. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm cool with the cosmetic mm-hmm. microtransactions. That's fine. But, you know, selling money or selling yeah. any yeah. sort of pay-to-play situation, I ain't for it. Yeah. Especially if you're paying for the game. 
free to play games. I get it. That's the yeah, whole yeah, model. totally. Yeah, but yeah, if you're going to spend seventy dollars, yeah, plus tax, yeah, on a brand new game, I don't want them to nickel and dime me to be able to finish the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of I feel what Diablo Four is doing right now. Um, you don't have to, but definitely if you pay more money, it'll be a lot easier. Yeah. A lot of yes, and I think a lot of that is with like the end game grind or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's I. That was a game that I I played the demo. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yep. Diablo three and Diablo two, but I I almost feel like now I've missed the window because right, right. My friends that are playing it have been playing it for two weeks, so they're leveled yeah, up or whatever. Yeah, and I feel like right. you know it's going to take me forever to catch up. And the one reason I would get that. Is because there's a couple of friends of ours right, right. who we'd never get to play online because they're mostly Overwatch or Apex uh, Legends guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, they like those PvP games, and we're right. more PvE fellas. Right. Uh, we could have definitely played with them, but I feel like they've gone yeah. too far. You know, they've they're off in the distance, and yeah. You know, there's yeah, no that way. ship has sailed, and it's it's like I, I, I'm definitely going to eventually play it. Sure, but like I'm going to play it because the story, yeah. and like it looks pretty, and but beyond that, like I I don't need to grind in games. Like I play games to escape away from my grind. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, I, there's certain games where there's a fun grind. You yeah, know, yeah. like GTA used to be a fun grind. You know, <laughs> yeah, used, used to. to be, used to, yeah. You know, back when we would, you know do a bunch of survivals to get the right, money to right, buy the car. Right. You know, there was something there. Um, <laughs> let's talk about GTA. For yeah. Yeah. We totally should. Anything yeah. else you're playing first? Uh, I did. I did pick up uh, firewatch, which I haven't tried yet, oh, cool. uh, which looks interesting, yeah. but I did play, I started playing last night, red faction, gorilla remastered. Ooh. I remember that from, wasn't that an Xbox? Yeah. It was all Xbox stuff. I love um, the Red until, I think until either Gorilla or the one after, and then it was on PS3, I think. They did a lot of, it, like, destruction of... That's the big thing, is that the they had a new, like, engine that allowed you to do this massive destruction. And r- literally, Red Faction Gorilla, your whole thing is just to go sabotage stuff. Nice. That sounds fun. It, it is. It's, it's, it's interesting. I, I'm not a huge fan. I need to tweak the controls because I think it's a little too um, loose. Like you have a tendency to suddenly you're just looking everywhere. And yeah. it's like, okay, I want to, there to be a little more weight right. to stuff. Um, so I need to go through. I don't even know if it's possible to tweak that. So we'll see. Uh, but it's but it's interesting. I mean, I, I played about an hour of it last night. And I, I'm curious to get through it. Cool. I mean, but it. But it's an, it was a remastered game from a game, like, from 15 years ago. So, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, I'm not expecting a lot from it. But, but it's been fun, and the story's interesting. I mean, it's you're, you know, part of a guerrilla band and trying to take over. Which, who what instrument do you play? Uh, I play the guitar. Nice. Yeah. It's Very good. sci-fi. It's good for smashing down walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but beyond that, like Trek Yomi, I played. I, yeah, beyond that, I, I Immortals kind of ate up a lot of time. Yeah, um, especially near the end, when I was just trying to to get through it. It's like Speederman to um, me. Yeah, uh, but it was but it was good. I mean, it was definitely fun, and I highly recommend it. Nobody's ever heard of this game, and I I loved it. I, it really flew under the radar. Yeah, and again, I think Game Ranks was the one that yeah yeah that convinced me to give it a shot. 
It was also on sale for like ten bucks. Yeah, it wasn't very expensive, but it was. But it was. It's. It just has a nice aesthetic, and I. It, you know, it, it didn't take itself too seriously. Let's talk about GTA. Yeah. And Grand Theft Auto Five and GTA Online, and the fact that they have done a new update. Yes, uh, the summer update. Summer. It's mercenaries. Ugh. So for those of my you, my least <laughs> favorite thing in GTA Online. For those of you who don't know. Grand Theft Auto Online is the online version of the popular franchise of Grand Theft Auto. It started on PS3, went to PS4, and now on PS5. It's been going for, what, 11 years now? Yeah, I think we're coming up on Something like that. And we played through every iteration. And look, honestly, it's probably the most bang, even though I bought it three times. Yeah. Not full price the other times. No, no. It's probably the most bang for the buck that I've ever had in a game. Yeah. The most, you know. Yeah, entertainment value. I've definitely played it a lot. But the reason why GTA Online was so great is because they would have these really fun updates twice a year, and they would encompass some sort of uh, property, like an agency or a uh, 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 auto uh, dealership or mod shop. Yeah, or a or a nightclub or an arcade. All sorts of really cool stuff that you could trick out. Mm-hmm. Inside, like the arcade, you could buy all sorts of working oh, arcade so games. Great. It was great. And there was usually a heist yeah. or some sort of thing attached to it where you could make all the money back that you paid for the stuff. Yeah, because the properties would be expensive, but right. the idea was you'd do the heists and then make your money back. The payoff would be good. Yeah. You know, you'd make a million bucks, so you'd make your money back. Um, and there was a lot of replayable value to right. those because right. replaying the heist, you still, you know, the, I would say that the casino heist and Cayo Perico are the two best. Yeah. They were the most fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and unfortunately, well, I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, like, it's a mixed bag because I think a lot of the reason why we have lost a lot of quality on these updates is because so many people are working on GTA 6. And I'm, yeah. quite frankly, I'm ready for a new GTA. Yeah. Yeah. I've it's I been love, a long time. Yeah. Look, man, I live in LA. I don't need to play in L.A. all day, It's all, but it's really fun to blow stuff up in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they do a really great job of recreating it. Uh, but this update, this Mercenaries update, not only is it just garbage. Like, the only – there's no properties or anything to buy. You buy a screen for yeah. $1.4 million to put in one of your planes. Right. And then you get these five, six basically reskinned – Missions that yeah. pay nothing. Yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't even make. A, a, you don't even make like. You maybe make three hundred thousand dollars from this, maybe four. You know, it, with everything. I really yeah. Even that? I because don't think you get you like a two fifty pop for doing the whole oh, thing, and then there's you know everything else is about fifty thousand mm. with the bonuses. Yeah, the first time bonuses. Anyway, it's still you're still out a million dollars. Yeah, it's still yeah. And it's not fun. It's just reskinned garbage. Tedious, tedious, and tedious. It is tedious. It is tedious. Like, there's one mission where you have to blow up these planes, and these planes must be made of freaking <laughs> Superman guts because it yeah. takes a thousand. Oh my god! Explosions so to take long. it down. Twenty minutes just sitting here firing just rockets. Just blowing it up. Rockets. There's no fun to it. For rockets. There's no fun. There's no reward to it. Like the new. You know, there's a couple of cool new cars, but yeah. nothing that I care about. There's a cool new Helicop- plane. Helicopter's okay. Plane's it's not okay. out yet. Oh, the, know, heli- planes, the helicopter's not even out No, and then here's another thing that they do now. Yeah. <laughs> They'll release like four or five vehicles on the date of the 
expansion, and then they'll drip feed these cars or planes for the next three months. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like once every two or three weeks they'll put out some crap car or some the, the you know the 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 new kaiju plane looks cool. Yeah, and it's Raiju, 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 it kaiju, <laughs> nice. Um, but it's you know, and it's it's actually reasonably priced for Rockstar. It's yeah, less than the other jets, but still, it's just like the only car that's really fun to buy. Once you soup it all up with the all the you know bells and whistles, that's like five million dollars for yeah. a freaking yeah. muscle car. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I, plus, they also they they eliminated like. 170 cars, 180 oh, cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that now they have GTA Plus, where you pay six bucks a month. Yeah. And you get money, you get access to stuff that you can't buy if you're not part of the club. You get free cars, you get free yeah. properties. And it's know. not, it's just all, the shark cards, they used to sell the shark cards. Yeah. I mean, GTA Online was the king of microtransaction. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a billion dollar a year industry yeah. still. And they they would you'd buy shark cards to get money in the game. Although, granted, I mean I've never bought a shark card. The nope. uh, Jim's never bought a shark card. Uh, you can obviously make money in the game without having to do that. Yeah, you I just mean, have we, to be willing to put the time in. Right, and and we've made hundreds of millions of dollars in yeah. that game over the yeah. years. Yeah, but by playing it. Yeah, you know, and that's you know, it's I don't. It's not fun to me. To buy every, then what's the point? You know, right, it's right. like if I can just buy everything outright, then I didn't earn it. I don't know. Maybe that's my old work ethic or whatever. But you know, it's like yeah. you want to, you want to feel the rewards, not just yeah. pay to play. It just seems so lazy. Well, that's why. Like, why are you playing the game? Yeah, I, for me, the last great update, the best update, was the Kyoperico one because yeah. you had to put the work in. Yep. And it took a little while, but then you got a good payout, yeah. and, it, and it felt balanced. Yes, and it uh, was a fun thing to do with your friends. Oh, my God, we spent so uh, much time. I really enjoyed the Dr. Dre update with the agency. I thought yeah. that was really fun. I, I d- loved it. I haven't really played through it. I liked the agency. The property was cool. Yeah. I really liked the fact that they had Dre. Yeah. Um, and you could uh, yeah. go and watch yeah. him record. and It was just, it had flavor to it. There's right. no flavor right. to this new update. It's just a bland, generic, you know placeholder or something there was a great moment we were playing one of the missions on the screen that you get in the, the new the plane and it shows like this like it pulls back and and it's like oh the, the plane's coming to go drop the bombs you put flares up or whatever and i was like oh this is cool and then the music is going and i thought oh wow they did a really good job with the music and then i realized it's because it was the radio station we were playing in the car <laughs> while we were waiting for it to happen. And I was like, oh, that was just perfect timing. <laughs> like, we created that. That was cool. But Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, I think out of everything, this was the least fun we've had. I, I, I mean, to the point where, like, I, I'm kind of over it now. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, they just started this new careers thing where you can keep track of stuff. Granted almost none of the stuff we've already done for the last 10 years transferred over. Yeah, that's so, like, bull ass. I've sold so much stuff, product and things, yeah. and various businesses in GTA Online, and none of it got registered. So yeah. it's like, I, am I going to spend the time to do that again? No, not for a bunch of hats and sweatshirts and yeah. cosmetics. Or even you know? for the, I mean, so there's some cool cars you can get, but even then, like, do I need another car? The amount of work you would have to do uh, to yeah. get that car i know i know and and the thing is you're right about the the gta subscription they have a new car dealership that is only for people with the subscription and in that car dealership that's where you get to buy all the cars that were taken 
right, off of the right. website. So you basically have to pay to play if you want to get yeah. these cars that you didn't get, you know, back in the day. Right. Yeah, and it's it seems much more like they've shifted the way they're going to make money. They've started losing profits because shark cards aren't selling as much. Well, they're not even losing. Pr- I mean, it's I, still the most profitable freaking thing. I know, but they're not making as much money as they used to. But they've shifted their focus to new players that have never played anything on it before. Yeah. You can put all this money in, get all the, essentially catch up to all the other players that have been playing for years. Yeah. But then they've just forgotten about the players that have been playing for years and how it's like, okay. Well, you're absolutely right about that. And not only with GTA, but also, uh, not only with GTA, but with Red Dead yeah. Redemption 2 Online, they abandoned the fans. Yeah. I loved Red Dead Redemption Online. I yeah. liked it more than GTA Online it when was it first came awesome. out. Yeah. It was so cool to be have a cowboy sim. Yeah. And they started off strong with yeah. some really cool yeah. stuff. And they couldn't figure out a way to make a billion dollars off of it by selling gold bars, so they just abandoned it. Yeah. You yeah. know? And they're abandoning this. And I get it. It's you need to move on or whatever, but for the fans that have been there since the beginning, right. you know, since we're playing top-down GTA games at the late 90s, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. we've been there forever, you know? Yeah. Well, what are you watching? You watching any movies or TVs? Uh, I did. I watched uh, Polite Society. Yeah, me too. Which was a great uh, movie. Polite Society, great movie. The 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 female, the female, the lead actor, uh, she's so great. Oh, yeah. Like, very she's charming. Very charming. It's It's cute. The trailer sells a little more as a action movie yeah. than it really is, but it's more of a coming of age story yeah. and and her dealing with, you know, potentially her sister going away and things well, yeah. changing and, stuff. and and her selfishness and yeah. you know, her being, you know, more of a team player, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it did a really great job though of like there's a certain point in that movie where I was like She's crazy. Yeah. Like she's crazy. Like yeah. she she thinks that all this stuff is happening and it's not. And like, what? Whoa, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. It's on uh, Peacock right now. It's super fun. It is. I've been watching Never Have I Ever. Nice. Which was really good. I, I, yeah. It's on my, higher it's on my list now. about yeah. a young Indian woman growing up uh, without a father. Her father died. Oh. Very close to her father. He, he's played by uh, a gentleman that was on Lost. Uh, Saeed. Saeed. That's not his name. <laughs> That's the, the character's name on Lost. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, very charming. The the lead. He's fantastic. She's amazing. The lead yeah. is just uh, dynamic. It's got a very diverse cast, but it's 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 you know like any high school or or coming of age story. It's got the same tropes and everything, but she's you know she's dealing with balancing life between her family and her friends. And again, a very selfish self-centered person who through the arc of the series, binging the entire series, the four seasons. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, it wasn't canceled. It was just, they, they had yeah. decided it was, it was four. And that yeah, was it. Yeah. It was her high school years. So, you know, when she graduates high school and it ends perfectly, but the growth of not just her character, but all the characters through the nice. four years is so great. And it was really fun to binge the entire thing. Right. Rather than having to wait years right, between right, seasons right. or whatever to see it to go see, on. And they yeah. did such a good job. I highly recommend it. Again, I said I was late to it. And then yeah, yeah. I watched uh, <laughs> just randomly this Disney movie, World's Best. Uh, oh, I wish I could remember this actor's name. Uh, the actor that played the lead's father, mm-hmm. he's also in Never Have I Ever okay. playing a teacher. And he's also the star of... <laughs> 
I think it's called Ghosts or 13 Ghosts or something on CBS. No, Ghosts. Ghosts, yeah, 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 yeah. which is a fun show. But yeah. he's the star of that. Great actor. I'm so psyched to see him get more parts. Nice. Really should learn his name since I'm a fan, <laughs> and it's fairly disrespectful. But I usually hate, like, Broadway rap. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, uh, but this was... But your Hamilton poster says otherwise, <laughs> yeah. Jim. Oh, oh, don't get me started. Um, I'm sure Hamilton's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> I just can't. I hate it. I hate yeah. nothing. Broadway rap makes me want to rip my ears out um, and shove them in my eyes. Uh, but this, the kid was so good, and he was so good, and they had such a great chemistry. And the, and the kid that was like this math whiz who wants to be a – it was a really fun story because yeah. his dad was a rapper. His dad's de- – again, dead, dead, father, dead father. A lot yeah. of dead fathers. Yeah. Uh, I love dead fathers because <laughs> I had one. Um, I can re- No, but I can relate to growing yeah. up without a dad and all that Yeah, kind of yeah, crap. yeah, of course, of course. Uh, um, but it was just the kid was so good. He was a good little rapper. Yeah. And it was fun. And the story went in really interesting ways. And it ended smartly and believably. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, he's got to win the talent show and become the greatest rapper ever. It just kind of quietly ended yeah. with him. Yeah. It's not really a spoiler, but it just kind of ended up with him. You know, there's a right. group of kids beatboxing and he just walks <laughs> up and is like, all freestyle. And he's like, because I can't rap. But But I really enjoyed it. Uh, I started watching the new Evil Dead movie last night. Oh, yeah. Eh. I, I, I'll watch it eventually. And it's whatever. fine. I got about halfway through and was like, okay, I'll, I'll save it for later. It just... I, I'm I'm not as huge a fan of Evil Dead as most people that I know. It's it's fine. It's really hard for me to watch Evil Dead without Bruce Campbell. I, I mean, the trailer looked great, so like it looks like it's interesting. It is. But, uh, it is. I mean, there's some cool stuff, and it's just now getting into the... Yeah. You know, but it's like, ugh, these idiots. It's just like you find a, the book of the dead, you <laughs> idiots. It's like you know what's going to happen with it. The book bit you. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. you're just like, okay. Oh, everything's well, fine. We'll just be But uh, that's my least favorite trope in movies. <laughs> but maybe, yeah, me too. But, uh, but maybe it'll be good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I will say, and this is totally a very small audience, I'm sure, that listens to this, but I, when the pandemic started, I went through and I binged all of the Impractical Jokers. Nice. Yeah, which is, at the time, it was fun because it was a bunch of friends. It reminded me of my friends yeah. and my brother's friends growing up, and it was like, okay, and there's, they're being idiots to yeah. each other and all that stuff. Go, go, go tell and, me stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, and then, but there was a certain point where I stopped, and then, and, and this was a couple of years ago, so I mean... In the pandemic still, in the lockdown, I was just like, all right. And so I recently have started rewatching from the point where I stopped. Nice. Where they were shooting stuff during the pandemic. Oh. Word of advice, Impractical Jokers doesn't work <laughs> when you're in a pandemic. Yeah, well. Everything is so set up and so not good. And then eventually one of the guys left, and then they changed everything about the show. And I was like, I literally watched one episode, and I was like, I just don't care about this anymore. Bummer. I, it makes me sad. Yeah. Because, like, I'm sure the season after is when everything was less locked down. But I just, it just is weird. Yeah. And, like, when when it's literally you and another person, because I think they got them in by saying, like, oh, well, we're going to be shooting this thing. So, like... You're going to be the interviewer, and now here's the person you got to interview, and the person's crazy. And it's like, okay, great, but that person's not an interviewer <laughs> yeah. and doesn't know what they're doing. 
Yeah, it's the setup like, sounds dumb. Yeah, it was just not good, and I and it makes me sad because I they're really funny. I I just saw a Facebook post from my aunt. Her and her kid saw them on tour, and I was like, oh, oh no, nice. that's like because they tour constantly. Yeah, but like. You know, some of the punishments and stuff were funny. Like the punishments where it was just one guy having to do stuff by himself during the pandemic was a lot funnier than like involving other people. But that stuff only went so far. Yeah. You know, but uh, but it just made me kind of sad. I was like, oh, man, because I, I really enjoyed that show so much during the lockdown. And, yeah. And feeling it, like part of society, but you know, it always blows when something loses quality, whether yeah. it's GTA Online I, or Practical Impractical Joker. Jokers, yeah. Uh, we were we've been watching rewatching the Indiana Jones movies yeah. and prep for the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, we got one more to go. Yeah, we got left is the one that everybody hates, but me. I don't. I like that movie. I and actually Phoebe really liked. I shouldn't say really liked it, but she liked it. Yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I, it's a it's it gets a bad reputation. It does. And, and you know there are a couple of like the monkey thing is a little weird looking, but <laughs> you know other than that, it's a fun movie. I love it. Kate Blanchett's great in it. Exactly. Look, I love I I love Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, uh, Deckert, yeah, and Han Solo are probably my three favorite film characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder why Harrison <laughs> Ford. As much Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford, I'll take it. I'm yeah. excited for the Dial of Destiny. I think it's cool. I like the fact that he's bringing aging into it. Yeah, and not in a way to like make fun of old people, but to be like. I've been doing this for 60 years, right, guys. Right. I'm getting a little old for this. <laughs> uh, I'm, sh- I'm, gonna, I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm not reading any reviews. I don't want to know anything about it. I don't want to have any preconceived notions. I just want to go in like I have with all the Indiana Jones movies and just let it wash over me and enjoy it. I've watched part of the first episode of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh, nice, nice. They have changed. It's now, I think it's the Adventures of the Young Indiana Jones now. Yeah, it, it, it was first... It is such a weird show. It was first mm-hmm. the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, mm-hmm. and they had this crotchety old one-eyed indie yeah. bookending the show. Yeah, but he was like kind of senile and goofy and embarrassing. Yeah. It was yeah. not good. Yeah. Um. So then they canceled it uh, on ABC, and then they repackaged it for like USA. As the Indiana Jones yeah. adventures, yeah, they put it chronal. They and they cut out the they they repackaged them as movies the third time. Oh, so the oh, second okay. time the series was put in chronological order, and they did some stuff. And then the third iteration that he right. did, uh, which is on uh, Disney now, the the adventures of the young Indiana Jones or whatever, the young yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones adventures. They cut out the old man yeah. and then put it in complete chronological order, which kind of blows because that means you have to get through the like 10 year old Indy. Yeah. And granted the kid playing the 10 year old Indy is good. Right. He's right. got a little bit of that charm and a little bit of that, you know, yeah, swagger yeah. that he has. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting watching the show trying to get through yeah. it. Yeah, it's weird because it is. It's like twenty four movies essentially. Yeah, like it's just this weird. Congl- they're all an hour and twenty four minutes long, and you get and there's Harrison Ford. It, he's in he's the one in one episode, yeah, where he plays a. <laughs> it bookends with him and his his Native American buddy running from people, and they 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 uh, hole up in this cabin, and he's got a beard because they shot it during oh. the uh, Fugitive. So oh, they had nice, to have the nice. same beard. So first time, and he's got a bird. <laughs> 
And then uh, Indy starts playing the saxophone <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and uh, starts telling his buddy about this uh, time he was working at a jazz club as a cook or something. Great. And then bookends it with that. But uh, <laughs> okay. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make it through all of these. I think I'm going to start picking and choosing. I'm going to try just because I've not seen – I think I've seen a, a couple episodes. Yeah. But, like, I'm definitely going to try. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's other stuff that we're watching or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, there's just some things to check out. Definitely check out uh, – if you haven't seen Never Have I Ever, check yeah. that out. Polite Society's great. Um, I didn't I didn't tell you that uh, a guy that I know was uh, – my friend Dino was in Never Have I Ever. Oh, he nice. He was the uh, – um, the super super gay friend that kind of hung out with her crowd sometimes. And oh, okay. Yeah, he was Dino. great. He's awesome. Yeah, he was very funny. Um, yeah, he's he's good dude. There's a new Batman animated film on Max. No, Max. no longer HBO Max, but Max. Max sucks. By the way, it. Uh, what are you talking about? There's celebrity IOU. <laughs> eat it. Um, <laughs> eat it, Max. No, but the quality has gone down, man. It's yeah. like it keeps stuttering and it'll go oh, down. Oh, I see. I see. So it's just the, the actual. The actual streaming quality doesn't seem as good as it was when it was uh, HBO Max. I could just be, you know, being nitpicky. But uh, um, but anyway, this new Batman movie. Yeah. It's a mashup of Batman and Lovecraft. The Doom That Came to Gotham? The Doom That Came to Gotham. Uh, it is really cool. Like the, It takes place at the turn of the century. The turn of not this century, but last century. Like 1800s to 1900s. Yeah. Um, but the representation's a cobble pot. And, and the way that they kind of uh, Lovecraft Two-Faces origin. Oh, nice. And the end. I mean, it's all... I love there was a um, Gotham by Gaslight. There's been all of these weird reimaginings of yeah. Batman, yeah, and they are so fun and yeah. interesting because they're not don't have the constraints of the right. the whole DC universe or whatever. Right, it's just these forays into what ifs, and I I I, I should have uh, seen this, but. For some reason, Batman and Lovecraft go together really oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really well, and they did a really fun job of making it. It's it's a little overwrought sometimes, but I think that's part of right, right. The, the Lovecraftian yeah. genre. Um, that's one to definitely check out. Uh, I, I've always found that the it seems like lately the Batman animated stuff has always hit the mark more. Oh than, yeah, than the Batman movie. Yeah, I highly recommend that Batman. Uh, the, the, the doom that came to Gotham. Yeah, right. A lot of death. Oh wow! A lot of main, char- a lot of big characters dying. Wow. Well, you, so you can do that when it's set in its own little universe. Exactly. That's brilliant. That's that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. That's the stuff that I would imagine when I was reading comics and and playing with figures and stuff growing up. But that's what's great. You you hit the nail on the head. It's very comic booky because it's got that wild. I always like the departures. Mm-hmm. I would enjoy reading the comics that, you know, issue five, six, seven, yeah, eight, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah, ongoing yeah. story of Spider-Man fighting whoever. Or, But I always preferred those, you know, what ifs or those, right. those you know, one-offs that were its own uh, uh, contained story yeah, yeah. that wasn't necessarily part of the whole canon. Right, right. Yeah, agreed, agreed. 
I'll yeah. definitely check it out. I, I'll definitely check it out. I, I need to... I need to expand myself a bit when it comes to the DC universe. So yeah, well, there's a lot of it out there, and and you know Max is uh, as bloated as it is with a ton of unnecessary reality garbage. More reality garbage. So much garbage. Super excited about next month. Yes, seventies oh. stoner sci-fi. Seventies stoner sci-fi, my absolute favorite genre. Yes. I am so excited to go back through Zardoz, ah, Zardoz. and uh, Logan's Run yeah, I'm too old and Rollerball we'll, we'll get you with my Rollerball I, it's funny is that I roll, I've never seen Rollerball what? I've never seen it I, I didn't even see the bad remake uh, um, the bad remakes way, the only good thing about that is LL Cool J oh yeah because ladies love not, cool uh, James not just name Chris Kevin Klein Chris Klein Chris Klein <laughs> Kevin Klein would have been much better. It's going to be a great month next month. Um, Super excited. Yeah. So watch yourself some Batman. Watch yourself some War Games. You know, get some Never Have I Ever. Check out Soylent Green. Check out Soylent Green. Polite Society. You got your homework. Watch your stuff, and we'll see you next week. Well, we'll, you'll hear us next week. (laughs) Uh, Just build up the military. To build up. <laughs> I'm in a diesel. I'm in a diesel. <laughs> so she went through a, a, a bout of cancer, I believe. Oh, nice. And then the show. <laughs> what? <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, we got our bloop. <laughs> Is he going to say that again? <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. Uh, so she. <laughs> wow. Bro cancer. <laughs> My brain just went, went totally wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. <clears throat> So she <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh god. I don't want them nickel and diamond me and get the shotgun I need. I don't want them nickel and diamond in me. I don't pick a pick a poo. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. The Incredible Hulk. Already in progress. 